Because it's a dopamine yeah, hit. Yeah, I need to be. Yes. Like, this on is my why phone, also online dating is so dangerous oh, sometimes. It's addictive. episode of the pod maybe two episodes ago okay said that we have the same socks we have the same socks you like and me, i have or... the same socks as somebody in our discord oh, server they're sock knees right yep the best socks mm-hmm. i didn't even think about it when they mentioned it but they were talking about how the seams on them are like not annoying um because, they're up higher yeah they're like up on your like toe knuckles yeah, instead of like where your toes touch your, your toe shoe knuckles. yeah is that why we like the sock knees so i much? think so i, I didn't more. even think about it until now but also i like because they're grippy in the middle of your foot oh, yeah, so no, it's like good. it like grips no. your arch and they're stuff it like feels that. yeah like really comforting somehow we have good we have good foot health yeah we okay, have i'll tell you what we have excellent taste in socks yeah so shout out to everybody else who also wears sock knee socks they're the best um they're actually pretty cheap on amazon i know especially too very comfy that's the part that always cracks me up about like nike and adidas and all that I stuff know. and under armor yeah because like the quality is fine like, yeah it's good like you're sure. getting mostly what you pay for My, i feel like like yeah. these are and also like I yeah. will say the nice specific running ones though. Yes. Are like twenty dollars a pair. And those are actually very nice. I do love those. I can't wear them. I like them a lot. My foot moves around too much in my shoe. Yeah, I think it's because I uh have probably a lower arch than you. You do have Flintstone feet. And so <laughs> yeah. But I have well, the you, opposite problem yeah, where my feet. Your foot my looks, feet looks like, like a this. sickle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's so, much better either. I don't know who's better. Yeah, shout out to Sockney for the yeah. socks. Thanks. No, it's crazy. The top of my feet get red when I wear oh my that's, crocs. That's wild. When I wear my Crocs, yeah, my truly my insane top part. Yeah, your feet are literally hook shaped. I'm a hook hang for. Is it hook hang hanged hook horror? Yeah, it's a hook horror. Oh, it's just hook horror. In TikTok or not in TikTok? In, in TikTok. D&D. In D and D. My brain has been rotted from. Is the there anything you'd like out. to? Sh- oh my gosh! What? I forgot to bring our needle. Aw, man. Where's our needo? Uh, most people it? know what they are, though. Does everyone know what a needo is? Because I need uh, them. It's a needo nice cube. Oh, my God. And it's nice? so good. We, I... My parents got me one for Christmas. Oh, and I am in love with it. Life changing. It's and the so more good. you mess with them, the yep. warmer they get. I and wish I had one to demonstrate. I really yeah. thought I put it in the backpack, but I guess I didn't. Clearly not. Um, but oh my god, I can't it's believe it's the best. Uh, we were in therapy. I'm obsessed with that. And I was yeah. pretty locked in. I was pretty. I was pretty aware, but I was just doing yeah. it. But we were talking about something serious, and I think you were tearing up a little bit uh-huh. too. But I kept feeling the needle like come back to each other, and so I was having to fight, smiling a little bit because it's so satisfying. It's so. Maybe you're not allowed to have the needle. Yeah, I don't the know if I'm allowed to have, have that. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just sit with this fidget spinner. Yeah, but um, boring fidget toys. Yeah, it, the needle nice cube is really nice though. Oh, so a I really enjoy it, especially paradise. if you're somebody who likes to fidget with your hands but you find uh fidget toys with one purpose kind of boring yeah because like that's how i feel about fidget spinners because you can only do really like one or two things with them oh it's very um, boring. and i end up like pulling them apart yeah. and like doing weird stuff with them and also because they're not technically silent um, they're not technically silent <laughs> i am like self-conscious about using it yeah. as like a therapist you know so i like stress balls but all the stress balls that i've had before are either not satisfying because they're made of foam or or they they explode i had you know we should tell that story tell that story it's your story to tell that's truly one of the most horrifying moments 
that's ever happened to me as a clinician. <laughs> I this was like during the height of quarantine. It was right in the middle, yeah. We had resituated the other spare bedroom for like the 16th time. Yeah, to be like my office for like working from home and all that stuff and mm-hmm. like done all the soundproofing and all this stuff. And so I had all of this stuff in my office and I had also moved out of my in-person office at the time yeah. because we couldn't afford the rent on it. So I was like crowded in this room with all of my therapy stuff yeah um and i oh, had yeah, this it looked, like a huge, it looked like a warehouse yes i had this huge box of fidget toys that used to be in my office but obviously they had to come on with us because they had nowhere to go um and so i was playing with these little um i think they're also the neato brand but they were like the fruits oh. um and they have like white goop oh, inside they like their eye and their eyes go yes, yes. they're yeah, made yeah. of this like really thin like rubbery silicone kind of material yeah. on the outside um and i was just squeezing just as listen minding my own business right with, with yeah just given. trying to like squeeze these little thingies and as my client is talking i squeezed the strawberry one a little bit too hard and it exploded except that it exploded and made this terrible fart noise <laughs> just like and not just Did they like hear you oh yeah not just like a short fart noise either it was like a wet like floppy kind of noise as it exploded and i was just like so caught off guard i <laughs> couldn't find words so i'm holding this thing in my hand and they can't see that that's what this is so they think i just shit my pants while we're in session and i went oh Oh, oh my god i'm so sorry and my client looks at me and goes hey it's okay <laughs> which bless them for not being judgmental but i love them moment. comforting you and then because I, I was like, no, oh my God. And I held up my hand that has this just exploded fidget toy. And I could see like the understanding dawn on their face and like the relief of like, thank God. I don't have to come to grips with the it's fact okay. that my therapist just farted in session. But into their hands? No, no, no. Because they understood no, it was a yeah, fidget toy. Because yeah. they can't see your hands. Yeah, yeah. And so I, since then, have shied away from like those fidget toy kind of things oh because God. I'm afraid they'll burst open. Uh, but the Nito Nice Cube is like really thick on the so outside good. and it's also like like gummy on the inside. I so I don't no think it would it. like explode. You think that now until it's warmed up. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I will Watch say it one of those on spots me. on it. I was like, oh, is that coming out? I know. The little plug on the, the bottom. Plug. <laughs> little stressful. I know. I like, let me just yes. do that. I like making pancakes out of it. Yes. And seeing how long mm-hmm. I can make it. Oh, God, it's so yeah. satisfying. I like holding it in one hand and just like pulling on oh. all the edges to like flatten it into oh a little pancake. Oh, my God. Sensory paradise, like I said. So nice. Uh, Anyways, we should probably talk about what we're going to talk about. All right. Also, hi. Thanks oh, for coming. Welcome. Oh, welcome. This is We Should Unpack This. It really doesn't even have a title, honestly, for being at this point. <laughs> this is our podcast where we talk Until about mental health and stuff. And wants us to change the name. Anyways, we're talking today about what? Pumpkin, what are we talking about? Lemurance versus NRE. Yay. At this point, I am currently editing a video about NRE that we recorded a long time ago. So it is dated. It's probably a little old, but it'll tie in because Mickey hates the word limerence. And <laughs> I, I was curious it. about it. And I was like, oh, can you make a video about it? And she said, no. And I said, okay, well, then I'm, I'll do it. I don't hate it. It's We're going to get into it. It's okay it's if you I'm don't kind like of the a word limerence. Because I think it's, to some degree, our initial impressions or thoughts, yeah. if I may, are that sure. this is like a synonym again. That's what it feels like to me. New relationship energy to me is just like a, like another slang. Yeah. Tr- we'll link that episode up here. 
Um, somebody gave me a frame of reference, by the way. They were like, just uh, for future ref, point towards the uh, trans people belong here um, poster. No, that's for main channel silly Bobilly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the frame. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, point towards that poster. That's where your eye will show oh. up. So mine will. Yeah, it's like over, over here. There. But I'll put that video up here so you guys can watch okay. that because we're going to go sort of in depth about NRE in its own right because it's a phrase that a lot of people use in like polyamorous and non-monogamous circles. And it makes sense. It makes sense. But anyway, so I found an article. Yeah. From It's from <clears throat> Brides.com, but uh, they okay. talked to Kate McKenzie, a psychosexual therapist and counselor. Nice. Um, Do they list her credentials just out of curiosity? She's, they said it's an acronym. She's certified by some acronym. Okay. I don't know what acronym, but score, 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 scorn, S corp. Okay. I don't know. It's an acronym I'm not familiar with, but it had enough letters in Fair it that enough. I was like, this looks legit. Okay. Great. So are you fine to proceed with that? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to look her up real quick? Cause no. I know you're a nosy son Stop. of a gun. Stop. I mean, you can call me a nosy bitch. That's fine. I know. You're going to look her up. Kate with a C or a Mackenzie with a C? Both have C's. Kate. Mick. Mac. Mac. NZ. Got it. I put, oh wait, it's it's Kate McAnese? Or did I spell that wrong? Oh, nope. it might be Kate McAnese. No, it's Kate McKenzie. Uh, love I don't Coach. I don't, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't like the look of this website. That's fair, but doesn't discredit her. COSRT, accredited sex and relationship therapist, love coach and artist. I offer therapy coaching workshops. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, what is this? What is this acronym? This looks not as rancid as I was expecting. I yeah. did good research. Yeah, okay, I'm fine with that. Please continue. Please proceed. Okay, first, let's get some definitions. Set of, so let's do this first. Yeah. So NRE and limerence. Yeah. Is your opinion right now two different things, the same thing? Synonyms basically to describe the same thing? Because my impression is everything is just like infatuation. Mm -hmm. But limerence is more than that. After okay. I read the definitions. Okay. What are your initial thoughts? So I think NRE, limerence, infatuation, all refer to the same thing, which in my opinion is just an unhealthy or like too fast of an attachment okay. to someone. Okay. Or maybe like an unrealistic attachment to someone. Like right? how I date. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that like... Limerence is just another word for NRE, and I yeah. don't think that like NRE, NRE is just another word for infatuation. I think it all refers to the same phenomenon, yeah. And it just like the phenomenon is sort of like like this nameless umbrella thing that we have all of these other terms like to how kind all of cultures describe. Have a term for love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, excellent. Okay, cool. All right, let's get into it. Okay, yeah. Okay. Please educate me, because also I want to be clear. I don't necessarily know a lot about limerence. I've seen like a few TikToks and like mm -hmm. seen it thrown around a few times, just like in the general internet space, but I'm by no means an expert, so. I know limerence expert. Please info dump on me. A limer, a limer, Uh-huh. I tried and it didn't work. Okay. okay, limerence. The state of being infatuated or obsessed with another person, okay. typically experienced involuntarily and characterized by a strong desire for reciprocation of one's feelings, but not primarily for sexual relationship. Okay. The sexual relationship part, I noticed across the different... So mm -hmm. this is a definition I took from several different places. The sexual relationship part, you can take it or leave it. Sure. Um, but yeah, so basically, infatuation. Okay. But uh, the part it that stands like, out to me involuntarily. Uh-huh. Well, it seems like what we're getting at here, because especially the discourse that I've seen around limerence, it seems like people use the word to describe 
a thing that feels like you're in love with yes, someone, yes, but that yes. you're not actually in love with them. Yeah. You're like in limerence with them. Yeah. Tracking so far? Yeah. Okay, cool. Excellent. Let's move on. Okay. New relationship energy refers to the excitement of a new intimate relationship. Mm -hmm. NRE can last a few weeks or a few years depending mm -hmm. on the relationship. Signs of NRE include euphoria, infatuation, intense sexual chemistry, and spending sure. lots of time with a new partner at the expense of other commitments. Sure. Okay. Which to me sounds pretty daggone similar. I'm just they saying. all saying sound pretty daggone similar. <laughs> so my impression right now, before we get into anything else, is there? It's just the same thing. Yeah. With a different, a different flair. Limerence sounds more like NRE is more slangy to me. Yes, and also Limerence more polyamory more specific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think NRE exists within like monogamous relationships too? Or I feel like yeah. I, yeah, I, I as so. people did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just mean that like. We learned about the phrase NRE through polyamorous means uh, and a yes. lot of people throw it around in that community. Yes. And so especially if you are a monogamous person who's never heard that term, it's likely because it's more commonly yeah. used in those spaces. I think all. too with monogamy and stuff, monogamous dating and things. Yeah. I think because it's more appropriate because it's not because when oh, you're polyamorous. Yes. Yeah. Um, NRE have, can affect another person. Yes. Because yeah. you can affect another partner. Yeah, that's true. When you're in NRE in a monogamous situation, yeah. then, you know, in theory, you're not shortchanging, Someone like, else. for example, another partner. Yeah. Um, because that's like the norm. Is I think to, the thing, the closest that, yeah. thing to this then is like friend groups. When people like, when people start yes. dating, and we've very much experienced people like this too, where like <laughs> someone is single, we hang out all the it's time, the we hang out every weekend, yeah. go out, have a good time. And then they start as, dating. As they start someone. dating, you're like, where did and you even go? And they disappear. Doesn't, and it's heartbreaking does not exist every on this time. Yes. <sighs> so to me, limerence d maybe doesn't have that element or that aspect of it. Mm, like the at the cost of other yeah. people. Limerence to me, as of right now, feels more, and the research I've done, feels more like self-focused or like self-debilitating. Mm -hmm. About yourself, yeah. 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 Whereas NRE... It puts into the position where, like, yeah. it affects other people and things. Yes, which is a, a fair differentiator, yeah. I think. Um, the thing that sticks out to me about all of these things, though, because okay. the other phrase that people use is the honeymoon phase, right? Exactly, that came up all that came up um, time and time again. Yeah, and I think the common thread that I'm seeing in all of this is that we, when we don't know a person particularly well okay. yet because they're new right um we tend to do this thing where we tell ourselves these stories Ari, is that where you're going with this <laughs> keep going keep going we keep tell going. ourselves these stories about our potential future with this person <laughs> it's what i do yeah that it's is what, what i do. do keep going and we idealize them, right? It's almost idealize. like it's almost like word. kind of dehumanizing in a way, is, right? Where like you sort of put this person up on a pedestal. Oh my god! That, Did you like, read my notes already? No. Keep going. You you sort of like view them as like the answer to all of your questions yes. and like the partner who will fix everything or like the partner who is just like so interesting. Like this is what I've been looking the, for. They will fix everything. Yeah, about and maybe me. maybe not even like a fixing thing so much as it uh -huh. is like the box checking thing. Yes. Right. That like this person has all of the things. Things that I'm looking for except that because it's new because we haven't had the opportunity yes. to like really fully know them yet we don't really know if that's true can we while we're there yeah can we talk about the sex in the city 
diatribe or yes. not diatribe the, the uh, uh, monologue cab light or, yeah, the yes, cab light yes. theory can you, can you please, I love this listen I want to be super clear as you're just talking about that like checking yes. all the boxes and yes. like timing and all yes, this yes 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 yes, yes, yes. Um, I want to be super clear Sex in the City is a very flawed and at times extremely problematic fucking show um, but also in what, the way that a yes. lot of 90s television was exactly it's yes. homophobic <laughs> it's judgmental it's racist um, there's lots and lots of problems with the show right so I'm not endorsing the show as like a you know learning piece of media Absolutely by any means not. and also there was a, a part of an episode that i think is an interesting commentary about relationships where the gang is all the gang. they're all in the bathroom they're chit-chatting about uh you know like an ex and i think the situation was like why is he marrying her like why is my ex marrying yes. this new woman was i not good enough or like you know why did he not want to marry me and miranda says it's the cab light theory it's because his cab light came on mm-hmm. um and she basically talks about how you know it's not about whether you were good enough or you were wife yeah. material it's just about the fact that when he was with you he wasn't ready to get married he wasn't looking for a wife but now his cab light turned on he's decided that he wants a wife and this is the woman who just so happened to wander into his view at this moment and so now all of a sudden she's wife material right it's not about like people being more or less worthy of that it's purely a timing thing basically and i think that's really interesting in regards to the concept of limerence because timing is very much like an aspect of whether we like people or not right like i think back sometimes too about like people that i've previously matched with that i just like you know it's not a fit or whatever um and thinking about it now i'm like damn like that was actually kind of a good little thing we had going like why did i you know but just because it didn't fit what i was looking for at At the the time time. right like if you're in a whole and somebody's like very emotionally secure and safe and whatever that that I'm speaking from experience (laughs) that you're like that's not what I'm looking for right like I'm looking for something else and so you end up kind of cutting ties and this seems kind of related to that yeah I mean is that like where you're going no no absolutely I think that's so because I also think too is is there anything wrong with being inherently excited about new relationships Mm -mm. like and obsessing and fantasizing and like so then like when does it become a problem so like, it's such a problem that we would need yeah phrasing and terminology yes. for it so like, why yeah. do we this have is this? this is a thing that's kind of interesting to me and i think part of why i dislike the phrase a little bit because Limerence. yeah because the question of like how do you know or like yes you know yeah. like what constitutes like real feelings is something that is a detail as old as time right this is a question that a lot of people struggle with and like have their own issues with right like yeah. i have my own issues with trying to figure out like how do you know for just sure had a conversation about this literally and so i think my frustration with it is just kind of like adding another thing oh, into yeah. this arena of like i don't know are you in love or is it limerence is or it is limerence? it infatuation it or is it corner. nre that's just lasting a really long time like how are you supposed to know? And I think part of my frustration with this is just that like with the advent of like more easily digestible pop psychology kind of stuff, I can see therapy consumers becoming more and more confused by like, why are there so many terms for things? Like why does everything have to have a name? And like, is this real? How am I supposed to trust myself? And I think sometimes just we as a collective, as a culture can kind of get lost in this search for like, a term, like a vocabulary word, yeah. rather than doing the work, which like 
me as a clinician, I think it's more important to be looking inward and like asking ourselves, determining for ourselves, like investigating our thoughts, feelings, sensations, experiences to like really suss out like where am I specifically, right? Not like how does my experience line up with terms X, Y, Z and and one, two, three, but like this is what feels true to me. And so therefore I'm choosing to trust myself. I think my my frustration with it is that it can kind of distance people a little bit from that like inner investigative work it can yeah Yeah. and more so causes to like look outward almost like the thing that fundies do okay where like i'm not allowed to like anything unless the bible or my mentor or my pastor says explicitly this is god approved please go right ahead and do that right like there are are whole websites uh dedicated to whether or not a tv show or a movie is approved by the bible right and it's just kind of like like why don't you look inward and ask for yourself does this align with yes. my values and beliefs? Is this it a type like, of media that uplifts the things that I believe in? If yes, then yeah. watch. You know what I'm saying? I wonder too if having phrases like this and stuff to kind of help people um, write off behavior or like also use a way yeah, to like- a little it's bit. It's a good way to clock behavior because obviously once we found out about yes. it, like, okay, that definitely is like yes, what's going on. Yes, of course, yes. But also do we just find yeah. something- to describe, yes. to justify what we were doing uh-huh. to make ourselves feel better. That like, yes. oh, we are falling into this trap. Well, that's actually like a very common. Yes. Well, that's human the thing experience. too. Is that also like, is there an attitude of shame that's being ascribed to this behavior? Yeah. Because NRA like, sounds more fun. Yes. Limerin sounds definitely more <laughs> clinical so far in my. It, but also too, like, I would be concerned about people using the phrase NRE or the phrase limerence to be like you don't really love them, right? Or like what you're like, it kind of reminds me almost of the thing that parents do to teenagers where they're like, you're a kid. What do you know about love? love. And like, why? (laughs) I will say, I don't think anyone ever told us that, you know, growing up. Did anyone or did your, because we waited a while. In a way. Because I remember the time I told you, because we were like 15, 16. Yeah. Yeah, because we were sitting in your bedroom. Yes. Yeah. And I gave you this nice long monologue as I did. I know. And it was really sweet. Um, yeah, but also at the same time, too, like, was that NRE? Like, we were still together. So, like, I mean, yes. I definitely thought about you constantly. Yes, yeah. And like, I was obsessed with you. Yeah, but, it, but also, did I really love you? Or did I just think that I loved you because I really wanted to be yeah, with you, right? we were both, like... And also because we were, like, in the our, middle our of some things, pretty traumatizing... Yeah. Yeah, our pieces fit together really yes, well. Yes, yes. So, like... Our dysfunction was, like, puzzle yeah. pieces for one so another. So, like, were we in love? Or did we, like, grow <clears throat> did to we, be in love? Yes, exactly. Do soulmates exist? No. You don't think soulmates exist? Not in the way that like we're predestined to be with one person forever. Well, because also too, then like, so say I learned about limerence and sure. I'm like so excited, head over heels, yeah, out of control, uh, infatuated with someone too. Like sure. that would normally be like love, but like what mm-hmm. if that was your soulmate? Yeah, that you've now convinced yourself. Yes. Otherwise, so like, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just you could you could like talk yourself in well, and out of it either which yes. way. Yes, and I think the thing that's hard too is that like, okay, so let's run with that, right? That like okay. maybe that person is your soulmate and you are in limerence with them, right? There are uh, like interventions essentially that I've seen. Yeah. Um, not in the like we're hosting an intervention about your substance abuse way, but in like the therapy, like this is a exercise kind of way, right? Okay. Um, to help combat limerence basically to mean that like if you notice yourself falling into limerence with a person you can kind of like do things to help level set yeah um and to try to like snap you out of it basically so that you can form a real connection with this person for who they really are rather than performing this fake connection based on what you yeah Yeah. like your ideal version of them because i think too the interesting part of that too then as far as like soulmates go Mm -hmm. and all of that then like does 
polyamory mm-hmm. inherently go against soulmates then? Well, or are you searching for other... Does that yeah, say... That's also what I'm saying. Too, does that go against hierarchical or like... Hierarchical And what's the polyamory. opposite of everyone being equal? Um, Non-hierarchical yeah. polyamory. So then like... Um, if everyone's a soulmate? Well, okay, but that's kind of... The th- I feel like that's sort of a false equivalency, though. Yeah. Because I don't believe in the concept of soulmates in the sense... Like like in the literal Greek sense, okay. right? Like the... Explain, please. The mythology behind the term soulmate. Yeah. Um, oh, the... Like, is it... Yeah, the... is that human beings uh, in Greek mythology were created with four arms and four legs. Yes. But I think it was split Zeus. In, someone split them in half. Yeah, yeah, Zeus was like, they're too powerful. So he literally split <laughs> us in half and then doomed us to search the, the world for, for our other half, half yeah. right whatever i don't even know if that's real greek mythology or if that's something that's made up by just made romantic up. comedies <laughs> but yeah um i don't believe in them in that sense yeah but i think i believe in soulmates in the way that the good place talks about soulmates where like i, I think you, yeah. that soulmates are made right that oh, like yeah. in in these like moments of connection and trust and love yeah. that you can develop this connection with a person who is like a mate for your soul, yeah. right? Um, but not in the sense that like if they die tomorrow that you'll never love like that again, yeah. right? Or that like you can only love one person that much your whole life. Like I don't believe that. I don't I, think that's true. And also like this is just the logical part of my brain. Okay. Geographically, that doesn't make any fucking sense, right? <laughs> like what if my soulmate is in fucking, uh, I don't know, Antarctica and, or and I would never know. And like That's not fair. It, yeah. That's wrong that's and I don't believe that. And so like, this is sort of the thing that like part of my deconstruction from religion was coming to the realization that the odds that you would just so happen to be born into oh. the one true religion are fucking astronomical. What are the chances? Literally, are the chances? <laughs> like, that's insane. Um, and I think the same thing about soulmates that like the odds that I would be born down the street, like 10 minutes down the street <laughs> from the man who we just really so happened lucky. to be my other half we is like lucky. wild. Like I do think that we got really lucky, yeah, obviously. No, I think so too. Obviously, I love you very much. I love you too. But I just don't think that like the concept of soulmates is like, I don't know. I kind of don't like it. Yeah. I kind of agree with that too. Cause it almost feels like a, like a expectation or like a locked in, like, yes. like there's not really, it kind of takes, it's like, uh, removes the, not purpose, but the, uh, choice well and also like the effort right because even if that were true that we are like fated to be together which i do kind of believe that in a way but that doesn't mean that we aren't needing to work on our relationship in any aspect right we would get together and we just never like it's good it's done yeah no like we're still people who have like wounds and traumas and issues and like have to work through that so i think there's like like a necessary Yes. Uh, component of that, which that I think you should why acknowledge. Lim- limerence is so interesting too, because mm-hmm. that um, that's going to come up later. So I want you to hold on to that. Okay. The Putting trauma, a pin in it. The trauma thing. Okay. I'm saying it again so that we don't forget it. So there's not a cut in okay. here where we're like we forgot what we were talking trauma about. Trauma thing. Got it. Trauma thing. Okay, cool. So you want to get into sim- some similarities and differences? Yes, please. I think the also something else I wanted to add real quick too huh. is the interesting part about limerence and like NRE and all that stuff is mm-hmm. because to me my impression is it is built around trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, like limerence, like this attachment style. Okay. Um, like the thing where you bond with someone over trauma your traumas. Bonding. Yes, very much. Also put a pin in that. Okay. Go, no, go on. Really quick. Those are different to be clear. What? People, explain. It's just a pet peeve of mine. People oh, confuse explain. trauma bonding and bonding over trauma and they're not the same. Trauma bonding, I guess. Bonding over trauma is when something's currently happening to you. The other way around. 
Trauma bonding is while. trauma bonding is often what happens between a victim and a perpetrator of trauma, um, often through the vehicle of like the fawning trauma response. Okay. For example, uh, the eldest support or eldest uh, emotional support daughter thing is often trauma bonded with either her mom or her dad or her primary caregiver, um, even though oh. she was being traumatized and abused by her parents by being parentified and by mimic. being used as a confidant and a peer. There is a trauma bond there that happens where they they feel very like intrinsically. Uh, connected okay. with one another um, but in that situation the bond is happening between a perpetrator and the victim of trauma oh, okay and that's trauma bonding yes got it okay bonding over trauma is when you like are experiencing you meet somebody at a party and you start telling each other all of the graphic and gory details about your life traumas and, then, and you bond over this because your traumas are the same which can then accelerate the closeness of that relationship and create like, this false intimacy between the two it. of you okay, cool. where you don't actually know each other and you don't know actually that you're safe for each other all you know is that you have the same, Similar, same traumas same. and that can cause this like oversharing and okay. over closeness that turns into like dangerous like a, a comfortability that normally wouldn't be there that's otherwise. not safe or healthy yes. it's not a healthy okay. attachment because it's an interesting thing to me is i guess because we've only really dated each other up until being polyamorous yes which is interesting to me that i would find fall do you fall into this tra i feel like you're the opposite what? though i feel like you don't experience what? limerence or nre do you feel like you do i definitely experience nre but in the sense of like like <laughs> this sounds fucked up i experience nre in the same way that i experience like a high when i'm like playing slot machines no, I totally, I agree. I know what it's you're like saying. It's like fun and I want to keep pushing the button. Yeah, yeah. Like you want to keep like exploring I want to continue swiping on yes. dating apps. But also too, it's the thing, because I have attachment issues. Um, I Welcome to the club. hold people at arm's length. You do the opposite. Like we are yes. two totally separate. Our, I have to. This is why our, we said earlier, our trauma issues were like perfect puzzle pieces for one another. Because I hold people at arm's length because I don't trust anybody. And you. Trust people too fast and will <laughs> and tell them way too much. Love to share with people. Not anymore. But I did used to. <laughs> That's not true. You I do. am much more closed off now than I used to be. Well, not in a negative way, I don't think. I think in you're a just safe like. safe way. Yeah, you're more like. Way. You're still an open person. I think. So, Whereas I sort of am the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so interesting to me. But then it's interesting to me, I guess, well, that would explain then to why I maybe do experience NRE mm -hmm. or limerence. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> more so than you do because I am more forthcoming perhaps. Yeah. With information. I think like yeah. idealizing and pedestalizing people mm -hmm. definitely for me is like. Yeah. Uh, well, or has been. I think that's also part of the problem is that I am forever a pessimist. Oh, and, and I'm very much an optimist. Yeah. And like constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Right. And so it's hard for me to idealize or, or put someone on a pedestal because I, in the back of my mind, am like, there is a fatal flaw here. Yes. There is something bad. This person will hurt me either intentionally or unintentionally. And like, I don't trust that. Yeah. I don't trust that no, at all. I am waiting for you to pull back the curtain yeah. and to reveal some like deep, dark, ugly secret <laughs> that's going to be yes. like the nuclear button so for our relationship. Not gonna work. Yeah. So it's hard for me to like get into that idealizing yeah. mindset. Okay, perfect. I think that's a great segue into <laughs> okay. similarities okay. between limerence and love. Perfect. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. So these are similarities between limerence and love. Mm -hmm. uh, you are drawn to a certain person and have a real attraction for one another and obsessively think about the other person. Okay. That's a similarity between, between limerence, limerence and limerence. Lim limerence, limerence and limerence. It's because you started saying it the opposite and I got distracted. Love and limerence. Yeah. Limerence and love. Stop. Okay, so these are similarities. Do you want me to read it again or you got it? No, I got it. Okay. Okay, here's another one. Okay. It can happen with anyone at any time and even with the most implausible people. Sure. Fall, uh, 
Hold on, I put this in parentheses. Falling in love like this always makes me think about the soulmates. Oh, we already had that conversation. Oh, okay, Ignore great. that. Dash that from the notes. <laughs> yeah, just very much like, because they, they talk about love and limerence, like can happen to anybody at any yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we obviously hit on all the points where it's like. Well, and also, I don't know that I agree with that. I don't think I do either. That's because, it with anyone? I, I could never. And like, this is going to turn into a deeply philosophical and really esoteric conversation so really quickly. However, I think even the concept of love, the idea that that can happen to anyone at any time kind of a thing, like, I don't know that I believe that because there are people who could be a great fit for someone, oh, right? Like, I think that logically, all the time. like this has happened to me, right? Same. That like, I had a connection with a person who on paper, it was gravy. Like, oh, it made so much sense. Yeah. And this was like a th- like a connection that I was like, I should fucking like this more, yeah. but I don't. And no like, there's what you just do. something, I don't know what it is. Even now, I still don't understand why or what it was, I've but there was similar. something about it that was just not a fucking fit. And yeah. I could not get past this point of like just general agreeableness with this person. Well, and like, I don't know. I think like the conversation about like, what is love really? Like, yeah. how do you know? Right. No, like genuinely. there's not really empirical data about how to know for sure that love is actually love and not something like limerence or NRE. Right. Other than, yeah. I guess, like that relationship lasting the test of time. But even that could be kind of like a falsity. Right. It's yeah. a falsehood. And so, like, I think this this idea of like love and limerence and all of this like happening to anybody at any time like could it though or is it all just like cab light theory is it all just about what you want and what you're looking for and so we see what we want reflected in the people that just so happen to be in front of us like I don't know. Like the human brain is complex, but also sometimes it's really fucking stupid. Um, and you know? also I think limerence will get into this later a little okay. bit too, or will help shine some light on that too. But I always think that too, because like, honestly, I feel like this is another way to like try and put a definition around love. Like yes. trying to define it yes. or describe it. Which and is like, impossible. You, simply, you just simply can't. Yes. Um, because also too, I think it's so like, I've found myself like super infatuated with people before mm-hmm. and like head over heels. But then like, I think it just goes to show how important pet peeves are or how strong <laughs> and powerful pet peeves are. Sure. Um, and so like, if someone does something that I'm like, wow, I cannot stand that. And then it's like the thing where like, mm-hmm. now you become hyper-focused on it. Yes. And I'm like, like I can't ick. stand this person. Yeah. Oh yeah, an ick, duh. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, I feel like that, that that, like this is that in reverse. Yes. We're like, yeah. I like in an ick, you can't see anything past. Yes. You, you can't, can't get stop past that thinking barrier about now. it. Yeah. But like otherwise, like with limerence, mm-hmm. like you could like fuck everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, I'll get into it. It really more is that, that kind of in reverse. That's so yeah. interesting. Okay. Now let's hold get on in. really quick. Yeah. Just as an aside, I feel like this is also such an interesting commentary about how okay. our brain hyperfixates on things mm. um, oh. just because they happen to have our attention, right? Like in the last episode, we talked about the car thing. Of course. That like always. our brains, when they're primed to they see something, so badly. yeah, they'll find things, right? Yeah. So like the example. I always give my clients is that if you have like a dream car or you're looking to buy a new car, you start doing research about yeah. it, you start looking it up, you look and at pictures of it, ha- and then every time you leave your fucking house, fucking you see one. that car everywhere. Yes. And it's not actually that there's more of them, it's just that your brain has primed you to notice them, yeah. right? And so, like, with this conversation about love and limerence and all of this stuff, like, is it really a feasible expectation that we can quantify the difference between something like love or limerence because our brain just hyperfixates on the thing or fixates anyways on the things no. that we, again, are like looking for and that we're seeing reflected back to us because it's yeah. a, a box checking item for us? Well, like, also too, well, dop- I don't know. Dopamine, serotonin, whatever the, yeah. like, the happy receptors are like mm-hmm. that we get from watching movies and consuming yeah. media and stuff. Like yeah. you're just having a little rom-com in your head. Yes. You know? Yes. We, and we all do that, right? Yes, like, of I've course. talked to my clients before about how, you know, I think um, like, you do it, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I yeah. I mean, I absolutely do. Um, well, and like the grief that we experience when um, you know we interview for a new job, oh, or yes. you know we see a house on Zillow that we're like, oh my god, maybe I could afford that. Yes, <laughs> right? and you like try, um, you start you like picture you start telling yourself this oh, story. Our first and, Christmas in this house. This, you know, we could yeah, we'll it finally this get way. to go on that vacation once yes. I get this job and this pay raise, and maybe yes. I'll finally meet good coworkers who I can be friends, and we can have this, dinner parties. If I can just do this one thing, and then you don't get the job. Yes, and you uh. almost have to grieve this whole life that you live yes. in your imagination yes. right and yes. like that's like a very real thing that we as human beings do and so like i don't know does it make sense to try to quantify that in regards to relationships and try to like put a name on it or is that yeah. just the thing is that, that we like do science science bitch talk you know i don't know i just i think i have like a resistance to it because like we do that about lots of things right and like that's not necessarily bad yeah. and that grieving is no less valid than grieving over something no. that did actually happen irl it's just like uh, a different experience that your brain had right and so yes. like i don't know i think i just kind of am resistant to the idea of being like that's limerence not love no. not real moving on I like too, why because it also feels to people who are experiencing that, like yeah. very infantilizing, like what yes. our parents would do, like the conversation yes. we had earlier, where it's, it's like, you're not actually, yeah. you should really keep an eye on that. Like, also, like how do you know? Also though, like, and we're gonna get into this later with red flags and stuff too, okay. obviously, of course. Also yeah. to be clear, my science bitch comment was from an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, oh, you're, when yeah. he's doing the, he's describing why evolution <laughs> versus uh, creationism. <laughs> uh, and he's like, has science been wrong? <laughs> Bitch. Um, just to be clear, <laughs> I, I do, of course, believe in science. And just <laughs> no, want to be like, or the thing I was calling you a science bitch. That's fine. Right. You want to call me though, a science kinda, bitch? I'm fine with that. Bitch. Yeah, like Kelly, the, Kelly Kapoor, the business bitch. Perfect. Great ref. <laughs> um, okay, you ready to get into some differences? Yes. yes. Wow. I structured this outline so good. You a are good so you. welcome. Honestly, thank thanks you for, for that. Thanks for joining me today on my podcast. <laughs> Not all welcome. men with mics are evil. I'm a great guest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so disappointing the other day. What? We were sitting in our house with the windows open, um, and our very sweet, kind neighbor um, was listening to Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. And it just Oof. soured the air. I did close the windows after. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, we can't have voice, that rancid energy in our I, home. I know they talk about, like, when men talk about, like, whiny and women's voices and stuff or whatever, too. Oh, like, the but not the, liking like, the sound of them or stereotypical, yeah, you know, like, the naggy, like, oh, like, oh, how do you sure, listen sure, to this sure. sort of yeah. thing? Yeah, like, it's the same thing in reverse. As soon but as also, the, you can't change my mind that men who think that women's voices are annoying, mm -hmm. it, that's purely a product of misogyny and internalized oh, homophobia. Absolutely. I think it's because men men love themselves and they love yeah. male validation so much that they prefer the sound of their own voices and the voices of other men because they legitimize th those as being like real opinions yeah. and they actually just fucking hate women. It's not that women's voices are actually annoying yeah. or shrill or bothersome. It's just that they love men. Also too, like, like after in the homoerotic sense and in like the literally. real relationship yes. sense. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ready or like non-romantic non sense. Anyways, you I know knew, what I mean? I knew what you mean. Moving on. Meant. All right. Ready? Yes. Okay. Here are some differences between limerence and love. Okay. All right. You think the person will complete you and that person will fix you, often confused with trauma bonding when someone in a relationship is seeking to be saved by another. That's not what fucking trauma bonding is. And confused with trauma bonding. Okay, well, explain the. Uh, we did explain. That, yeah. yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yes. That shit fucking irritates me. Like, why should I take your word about what, not you, mm -hmm. this person? Why should I take their word about what limerence is when you just said that trauma, like, that's not what trauma bonding is, ma'am. I love saying things that'll get I'm you I'm just saying, like, I'm not trying to invalidate this person. No, no, I'm no. sure that they're a, a lovely I, and I valued professional. This. this was not a quote, too. I did paraphrase sure, this. Sure, so sure, sure, sure. Okay, fair. I think what the. 
what they were trying to get at was like confusing the person, like the fixer with yes. the, per- the broken. Yes. yes. And like, I get the, the like theme of what they're yeah. saying. I just am a nitpicky asshole. No, that's totally and fair. I'm we love it. All of us. I think I'd like to, I speak for all of us when I say that's what we come here I for. I like to think that I'm judgmental about the things that matter. You want them, whether they're good for you or not. A okay. good relationship should help, in, uh, help each individual grow and not come at the sacrifice of one or more of the partners. Sure. The idealization of a partner. Okay. Okay. Sure. So those are differences. Um, so that's like limerence. Yeah. I guess. Okay. You following still? Yeah. But also like what separates that then from just having like an unhealthy attachment? Well, and that's what, cause this next one too, I think will help tie it together too. um, ignoring a bunch of red flags and neglecting your own needs and prior- priorities for the other person. Yeah. Is that not just like classic attachment issues? Okay. The last one being being afraid of genuine connection mm-hmm. may be a reason a person is more susceptible to limerence due to past relationships and oh, dating experiences. Oh, oh, oh. Does that make more sense? I think I missed one of the operative verbs in there. And okay. so that sentence sounded like gobbledygook for me for that's a sec. Fair, that's fair. I know. I know um, yeah, that's one of those things where your brain just like smooths right over top of <laughs> some of the operative words. And you're like, huh? What a smooth brain thing to do. <laughs> yeah. No, go on. Okay. I like, I am tracking with this a little bit more now in the sense that it seems like what they're describing is the the sort of like i think that i'm in love but actually i'm just obsessed with the idea of them thing yeah i still am not sold on the concept of limerence as a specific and uh like <laughs> the phrase that's coming to mind is like legally distinct entity well yeah it sounds like <laughs> almost something you'd see in the dsm well as opposed to like nre but then like okay. without enough excellent segue okay um segue. first and foremost we need to acknowledge that the dsm is a tool of like white supremacy mostly like cis white men yeah like uh, things you know. that aren't allowing people to function in the way society should work. and also that like the dsm informs us about diagnoses that basically indicate to what degree a person doesn't align with behavior that's more stereotypical with cis het white men yeah. right to whatever degree you don't conform to those norms and expectations you're deemed mentally ill according to the dsm and yeah. it is very much a tool of oppression sometimes and also it's a necessary evil in clinical and practice in, yeah. and like licensed psychotherapy also in the way right? that insurance works yes like- and also that sometimes diagnoses are very validating and kind of a relief for people to have a name for something and so also i want to be clear that i fully understand why having a name for something is valuable and helpful because like especially for me like i know like being diagnosed with adhd i was like oh my god thank god like i I was right the whole time well and i know why i am the way that i am right this isn't a um like a collection of unrelated and and odd quirky behaviors these are all related to a core thing that all fucking makes sense now so like i get the desire to have a name for something and also sometimes with like the pursuit of diagnosis and having a name for things we can sort of get lost in the weeds right yeah um but also the other thing about this that's kind of frustrating to me is that in the dsm there are clear and and like mostly cut and dry um criteria that separate one diagnosis from another right oh yeah and like in yes. the dsm when you're doing the process of of diagnosis and like differential diagnosis like ruling stuff in or ruling stuff out there's like literal prompts it's almost like a flow chart in a way oh yeah. um like if to they... say yeah like at the end of most diagnostic criteria it will say does not better align with the criteria for either like another oh. disorder or like for this disorder for that else. disorder for this disorder so basically if you're going to diagnose someone with like I don't know, schizoaffective disorder, right? You need to rule out all of the other diagnoses in that category to make sure that they're not a better fit based on the symptoms. You're not giving them an incorrect... Correct. Okay. And to be 
clear also diagnosis is an imperfect science it's not necessarily like it's a, done by humans so yeah. yeah well and it's not like a hard and true it's not like diagnosing um like a strep throat infection where you're like yep there's the bacteria in your sample, right? Like, it's not like that. However, I appreciate the specificity with which the DSM assigns diagnoses in some cases because it helps to alleviate some of this confusion about, like, how do you know that yes. it's this versus that, right? Like, I feel like it's like the I autism think, ADHD, like, yes, thing yeah. Like people are like, oh no, it's this, it's this. Oh no, yes. Yeah. And like, it, the reality is it could be both, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing is that it's sort of. Uh, more mechanized i guess okay where and like also too there's like clear distinctions right where um adhd for example can look a lot like autism yeah. right for what it's worth there's a very high crossover rate between the two so it could be both talk to your doctor psychiatrist this therapist why, this is why getting evaluator a, a, about it yeah why yes. getting an actual yes one-on-one yes which is not a thing that everyone has access to of i know course. that but those symptoms look an awful lot like each other. However, if somebody does very much have ADHD and not autism, there are definitive signs that you can point to because oh, while they may oh, appear oh, yes. similar, yeah, 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 yeah. we can narrow in on some pretty granular and specific things to say, uh-uh, you don't have a key feature of this diagnosis and without that key feature, it is not this thing. And so therefore, it. based on all of our information, based on all of this di- diagnostic yeah. criteria, you do definitively have ADHD and not autism, right? But limerence and love and NRE and the honeymoon phase, there's no differentiation here. And so it feels feels very wishy-washy to me. Like how do you know definitively that it's limerence and not a honeymoon phase? How do you know that it's limerence and not attachment issues? I, um, you know what I'm saying? I know that I'm being kind of an asshole no, about no, it. Fine. That's not not to you, but I'm I just know. saying like I know that people are gonna be like blah, 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 in the comments probably because I'm just being really uh, like a stick in the mud about yeah. it. But I just feel strongly <laughs> about like stuff having I don't know like clear categories sometimes. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of categories, then yeah. you love this next section. <laughs> okay. There's three stages to limerence. No, oh, my God. Okay, great. They're going to sound kind of familiar, though. No, no. So this is kind of a part where, like, so, like, limerence, I, like, I can see some validity behind it, but, uh, yeah, you over Question. there. Question. Yes. Um, who developed the term limerence? Do we know oh, definitively? I didn't look that up. I'm going to Google that really Google cool. quick. Google that real quick. In the 1970s? Oh, really? Is that longer or? That's a long time. Uh, well, longer than I thought. Psychologist Dorothy Tenev uh, coined the term limerence in the early 1970s after conducting over 300 interviews to gather qualitative data on the experience of romantic love. Okay, noted a particular manifestation of being in love that many of her interviewees described in a similar way, an involuntary, overwhelming longing for another person's attention or positive regard. This attachment was typically unrequited, developing for someone unavailable to reciprocate feelings. Interesting. Unable to reciprocate feelings? Yes. So say that last part again. I was trying to look up when NRE Sorry. was first used. Probably more recently. That's than, what I was thinking too. Yeah. Than um, limerence. So say that last part again. Okay. Um, Tenov noted the particular manifestation, a particular manifestation of being in love that many of her interviewees described in a similar way. An involuntary, overwhelming longing for another person's attention or positive regard. This attachment was typically unrequited, developing for someone unavailable to reciprocate oh, feelings. Perfect. Keep it right there. Okay. Keep right there. Okay, now you ready to get into the stages of limerence? Yes. I think this is where it helped become more of a real thing. Okay. Or like okay. a thing I could like more. I will say that also helped just then. Grasp. Yeah. Is it because you were reading it and I wasn't reading it to you possibly? 
Actually, no, no the unobtainable part is the it, key. That's key. different. And I didn't get that information until the end of this art. Anyways, hang on there. Please continue. Please continue. <laughs> Continuing. Um, stages of limerence. La, 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 la. <laughs> you know, the words sometimes. Yeah. Stage one, infatuation. Okay. Unobtainable people can become more alluring and is characterized by an uncontrollable and overwhelming desire for someone. Hmm. Okay. So that's stage one. Mm-hmm. So basically, the unrequited love thing. Yeah, and also like I kind of get that. Like I understand yeah. that, like this. Yeah. Also too, when you when it's, I think it's when it's people you absolutely cannot be in a relationship mm-hmm. with. It further you idealize deepens. them more. The other thing that comes to mind about this though is actually a TikTok that I saw from Therapy Jeff. Um, okay. You remember Therapy Jeff? Who of owns- course I know Therapy Jeff. Okay, okay. But he made a TikTok responding to somebody's comment about how they were just infatuated with this barista that they met at a local okay. coffee shop. They were like talking about like how beautiful she was and her hair and all this stuff. And Jeff was like, yeah, it seems like you're talking about this person almost as though she's like an idea and not a person. Yeah. Um, and like idealizing all of this stuff about her when actually like you know basically nothing about yes. her, right? Um, it's a lot more fun when you don't know anything. Well, and it kind of seems like that. Almost like like I can see it's the idea. Yes, I can That's see the idea of limerence it. making sense in regards to like, I can't get this person off my mind, yeah. right? Like I met this barista one time, but I'm obsessed with her. So like, is it love at first sight? Or yes. like, actually maybe it's limerence though. Maybe this is your brain sort of like going ham because like you have no reason to yeah. love this person. Um, it's not like a person that you're just falling for too fast, but more so like a person that you have no good goddamn yeah. reason to be in love with them, but you feel like you are. In my in my worst dating experiences, mm-hmm. it is when I am at my most bored. <laughs> so relatable. When I am busy so relatable. and like firing on all my cylinders yeah. and like don't have time to obsess uh-huh. and to hyperfixate yes. and to focus on yes. like new shiny object thing, mm-hmm. then that is when I am able to do my best. Yes. But if I am bored, yep. have too much free time, yep. um, am lacking uh, mm-hmm. stimulation mm-hmm. Um, or like, you know, Things to be doing. Things to balance because you, I, to like ground you. Yeah, because there's yeah. no, there are plenty others. But um, talking to multiple people at the same time mm-hmm. is such a high and such mm-hmm. a rush. And this is a conversation I had in therapy though. And like, yeah. then when that goes away, then you go into withdrawal Yep, almost. Yes. And like, you're like I need to be. Because it's a dopamine yeah, hit. Yeah, I need to be. Yes. Like, this on is my why phone, also online dating off. is so dangerous oh, sometimes. It's addictive. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely can. Well, be. and it's also like very dehumanizing, right? Of like course. you basically turn it into a slot machine. Yeah, you know, um, trying to collect all the pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really shitty and it's really fucked up. Also, have you noticed that when you date less people at one time, that you find those connections to be more like serious and long lasting? Because I've noticed this about myself. I mean, I think that makes sense. Yeah, like if I do the thing where I've like swiped a bunch and then end up with like four or five matches all at once and you're in the talking phase with that many people all at once then like usually nothing comes of that but if i'm like swiping until i find like one match and then i'm done for a few months or like a little while i find those connections to be more like i don't know like grounded i guess and i think too because at least for me like at least my it, like I'll get on check for a little bit sure. and if like no one strikes me or like yeah, strikes nothing, me as like yeah yeah because I'm also really a picky hitting. bitch um that's then I'm even, like right? okay d- like I don't need these on my phone because I like I will obsess really yeah I leave them on my phone all the time but no. I think it's because I have poor object permanence I have I'll really see good stuff I, yeah that's and not my just, experience it's like doesn't exist to me that would be that's probably so nice and so debilitating at the same time oh yeah because imagine having poor object permanence about your quarterly taxes 
that doesn't really work out very well for all of us yeah now um okay are you ready for stage two yes okay crystallization okay um beginning (laughs) to believe that the person you desire will be the solution to all of your problems and decide that they are flawless ideal and place them on a pedestal okay see now we're getting okay i think it took us a little while to get there yes yeah this i'm tracking with this more i'm here for this this kind of makes more sense okay so then no no questions or any thoughts on that um, I don't think I have any questions. The The phrase crystallization is really interesting to me. I like, yeah. Because um, it does. Pretty. Well, it paints an interesting visual yeah. in the sense of like the way that like minerals crystallize, I picture right? How Annie it like. inside the, the rock. Yeah. In, uh, <laughs> I'm attack. picturing like a quartz cluster where like yeah. it starts from this small place oh, and then yeah. all of a sudden there's like all these yes. tendrils. It is almost like infectious in a way. Yeah, it is. Like yeah. how it seems like this could be like a really heady experience. Mm-hmm. Being like very overwhelmed by this. Yeah. Speaking of overwhelm, are you ready for mm-hmm. the last one? Yes. Deterioration. The feeling of loss over the okay. realization that this person is in fact unobtainable and feeling the grief and disappointment of oh. losing this dream partner. I put the dream partner. Yeah. I, I wrote that part. That okay. was my, that was for flavor. Excellent editorializing. Um, I love that. And <laughs> I think that really is like, I, I definitely yeah. get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like or it's like that thing. If it is someone that you can possibly be in a relationship mm-hmm. and they do something to you that like, again, like the pet peeve mm-hmm. things we mm-hmm. touched on earlier. Yes. And now you're like, oh, my God, like this is a yeah. real person. Like this is not the person you're not acting in the uh-huh, way that, that I, I thought... had placed you in my yes. head. And so now I'm mad okay. at you. Yes. Yeah, go on. Wait, I, go. I think this also is starting to click more because I feel like this happens to me a lot. Go on. Um, both in dating and on the Internet where people feel like they know you except that they only know this small part of you little window yeah yeah and then they form this whole view and this vision and this identity of you that isn't actually you it's not actually yours but as soon as you start to behave in a way that's contrary to their fantasy of you then all of a sudden i'm i've hurt you somehow right like i've deeply disappointed you or let you down even though you have no indication that i am all of the things that you say that i am Um, and so like now you're mad at me. It feels like a slight against. I have somehow wounded you and you're angry yes. at me because I didn't live up to this fantastical expe- expectation yeah. that you have in your mind. And so I feel like that that's like clicking that makes that, more sense. Now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then I think the my final afterthoughts mm-hmm. or not afterthoughts, uh, Kate's, I should say. Okay. Um, is this she was a doctor or? Yes. Kate, uh, I did it again. Macanese. <laughs> did, uh, did you autocorrect this computer? I know how to spell Honestly, Mackenzie. I have... Um, the first girl I dated in elementary school's name was Mackenzie. Oh, I know that's really cute. Date, Shout out to I know Mackenzie. How to date. I know um, how to date. I know how to date. I do I, know how to date. But I, also, I have weird little quirks oh, like that with it. my typing, too, yeah. where like I'll put E's at the end of everything sometimes. You should um, really be putting us and I, at the end. Uh, rude. Uh, uh, rude. Uh, Stop. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Now that you're drawing attention to it, I can't stop. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't get no. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, let me give you the little final. Okay. Kate uh, McEnese encourages <laughs> Kate McKenzie. Kate McKenzie. <laughs> Encourages individuals who experience limerence to focus on themselves and making sure. a good enough loving relationship with yourself. Yes. There may be patterns of avoidance and a lack of self-care and self-love and an inability to create okay. self-secure or sorry, secure self-attachment. Oh, interesting. Which I think is like good general advice mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Well, OK. Yeah. And I think just to sort of double back to being a hate and ass, I do think <laughs> that I don't think you ever left. Ultimately, the phenomenon, regardless of what you call it, the yeah. phenomenon of uh over attaching to somebody prematurely oh, is premature. usually related 
to a lack of secure attachment in childhood or a lack yeah. of attachment to yourself. Um, and like ultimately that's the work that we need to be doing. Right. Yeah. Cause I think that's also part of my frustration with like the comment or the, the, um, conversation around like, is it limerence? Is it love? Whatever. Yeah. Is that I think people could end up interrogating like those things rather than like doing that work on ourselves, Like yeah. we were talking about earlier, you know? Um, and so I'm glad that she kind of brought this all back to a place I, of like, look inward, like yeah. don't get lost in the sauce about like dictionary definitions and like trying to sort of interrogate yourself yeah. out of limerence. Cause having a word um, for it doesn't change. No, anything. no. And also again, I, I still think regardless of all of this, it does just kind of, it's like a, a, a term for like the umbrella issue of like attachment issues. Yeah. And like over like Personally. too much of anything is normally a bad yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's when it comes to sauces and condiments. But otherwise, like too <laughs> much. when it comes to sauces. Yeah. I've never had too wrong. much buffalo sauce. I've never yeah. had too much ranch. I've never been well, like. Well, oh. I very much had too much buffalo sauce before. And there is maybe. It's spicy. So maybe there is. Yum maybe yum everything. sauce, however, never too much. Never too much. Always and enough. And it only tastes. You cannot buy packaged no. bottled yum no. yum sauce. No, it's that only tastes... good from like the mom and pop places I, that I make wish. it. I don't know what they do. Or I think what it's they when you make it. stuff in such large quantities. It's like house made ranch at uh, um, wing places. And also the guacamole from Chipotle because they make it in a big vat and it's huge. It's and also so they make it with good. like big rock salt. It's so good. Oh and also God. all the ingredients are actually very fresh. Yeah, it's, oh it helps. God. Have you ever told the story about what happened to you at Chipotle? What happened to me at Chipotle? Yeah, when you quit. I think I have. Oh, we'll leave it be. I think I've talked about leave that. Leave it be for now. But anyways, how I did quit we get on Because my manager threw me under the bus, basically. Yeah, fuck that manager. Yeah, that guy um, But yeah, I think limerence is like, it's not like not a real thing. I think yeah. the stages of it definitely help. But also it's like, gr like. Grieving. I'm not saying that it's like completely fabricated. I do think totally. that it is a real thing. And I think it is somewhat helpful to have this differentiating term. But I don't know that I necessarily agree with like this greater cultural interrogation of like everybody's attachment to everybody. Yeah. And like, I don't think I agree with the take that like, especially some of the things I've seen on TikTok that like, before you can say that you love someone, you have to make sure that it's not limerence first. I don't yeah. like that. Cause also, I don't <laughs> I want there to be like, a, all right, here's the committee to see if you're actually in yes. love. It's like the same thing our parents did. There's to us no oversight like, committee. Also, if someone wants to be in love for five fucking minutes, let them be in love for five minutes and let them deal with that. Gre like, I'm you know, like saying. go yeah. off, be hurt. I That's think, the part of being. Yes. A human. I think there's also just like a value and a strength in embracing that human emotions are messy and complicated and sometimes difficult to quantify. And that Most in a way, that's sort of like the beauty of it all. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's a, it's gray, a unifying nuanced. feature. Um, that like our humanity is sort of intrinsically messy yeah. and, and embrace the mess. Yeah. It's kind of like a lot. It's, it's overwhelming and beautiful and yeah. awful and terrible and fun. And, you know, I think that's like part of the, the beauty of it all. Also, I just wanted to say when I was researching this, um, I mm -hmm. did see there's an episode of multi-amory. I think that cover covers about limerence. Yeah. Limerence versus listening to that on the way home. Um, but we have not listened to it yet. Oh, so okay. I'm interested. Yeah. I want to listen um, to it. But I think we did the topic. I think we did it justice. I think we did. Thank you for writing such a wonderful outline. Oh, I feel thank like I've you. been on a journey. Punky. I feel like uh, we both learned something. Yeah, we did. I hope all of you guys did too. I think we learned about ourselves along the way. Yeah. Also, Maybe the real limerence is the stuff we learned about ourselves along the way. I feel like that's from something, but I can't remember what it is, but it's very sweet. Well, it's sort of a joke. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, it's about the journey. <laughs> I can't tell if you're trolling me right now or not. No, All right. You want to get us out of here? Yes. Thank you guys for watching. If you enjoy the episodes, you can always like the videos and subscribe to the channel. But you can also leave us five-star reviews on uh, whatever podcast medium you're listening yes, please. to. Because it does help us a lot. And come hang out with us tomorrow. Ooh, Friday live yes. stream. I don't know what we'll be yeah. streaming when this goes up. Yeah, this, I don't know. Is it still Sister Wives? Maybe. So, did, oh, but, I hope Bingo went well. Oh, bingo, I'm so excited. If Bingo has happened. We're doing Bingo. It's yes. going to be fun. Make we're sure doing bingo, bingo like for the foreseeable future. So, for shows. Okay, cool. Um, If you guys want to play Bingo with me live, then come hang out because it's going to be a really fun time. Love it. All right. Uh, cool. Uh, thank you for coming and we will see you guys for the next one. Bye. Bye.